So we were able to take over 130 students and over 40 adults and families with us to camp this week. And it is very apparent when you lead through something like this that there are so many people involved, which means that there's also a lot of people who need to be thanked. And so I want to make sure that I don't forget anyone. But first and foremost, you guys are used to seeing maybe me up here or Brad up here. Um, But when ministry happens, that happens in teamwork. Like that's the body of Christ, people operating in their giftings. And so she hates it when I do this. But where's Alicia? There she is. So Alicia, let's give her a round of applause. She is an indispensable part of our team. Nothing this week would have happened without her, so thank you, Alicia. Um, I want to give a shout-out to kind of tech and worship, definitely to everybody, but especially to Justin, who you just saw, and then Ben in the back. Let's give it up for them. Woo! Thank you, guys. And then the man, the myth, and the legend himself, who I believe is probably hiding up there. But Keith, I think I saw him post about it yesterday, has been involved with Ignite Camp since 2004. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. So thank you, Keith, who could not do it without you. Love you, buddy. And then also, I just want every um, adult leader who was a part of this week to stand up. Cabin leader, floater, nurse, all these people who are pouring themselves out for the sake of the gospel, being inconvenienced for the sake of the gospel. Thank you, thank you so much. These leaders are the ones who live out what it says in 1 Corinthians 11, follow me as I follow the example of Christ. So Brad and I are going to tag team this message this morning. And so the thing um, that I wanted to start with was a little recap, a little review of where we've come from. So there was, you know, that whole pandemic thing. And I remember, that's right, right? Fall of 2019, our Ignite planning team got together. And, you know, we thought we were so clever. We're like, guys, it's going to be 2020. So let's do 2020 vision. You know, and then, and then, of course, throughout the year, you're seeing that play out and you're seeing all these other companies and businesses do that. And I'm like, we did it first. We thought of it first and we were really excited for it. And then, of course, the pandemic happens and we tried to hold on for as long as possible. Um, but we had to cancel. Right. Pull the plug. And it's going to take me a second to. Great. These these transitions are really good. Um, I was reminded of Isaiah 4610 both when that happened and then as I was kind of reflecting and thanking the Lord for what happened this week, Isaiah 46, 10, the Lord says, my purpose will be established and I will accomplish all my good pleasure. My purpose will be established and I will accomplish all my good pleasure. And so, of course, like if we had had it our way, we would have never gone through the pandemic. We wouldn't have gone through a really hard year of student ministry this school year, right, where we're wearing masks a lot. And praise God, he was still on the move. There was baptisms happening. There was people being discipled and poured into. There was a lot of good. But such a clear picture of how the Lord's purposes were what were going to be playing out. So then we jumped to this year. And I think of what this spring was like. Like, And one thing in particular that stood out is we were able to have 12 Migros age students join us at camp this year. And that's right. We can give it up for that. And I believe I was at Tom and Wendy's house for Easter. And at least from what I remember, Tom brought that up and saying like, hey, could we get some Migros students to join us at camp? 
And we're like, yeah, we think we can make that happen. So Joel had to put in a lot of work. I'm sure that Tom and Tina and Nick were putting in a lot of work to make it happen. That's a totally different ministry context than what we are used to here at Eagle Church, but they made it happen. Also, a huge thank you to this church. In under 24 hours, we were able to raise all the money for the students to be scholarshiped, which was just like such an encouragement to me as one of the leaders of camp to see your guys' value for getting those students, one of our local partners, to camp. That's one of those things where I'm like, Lord, I would have never seen that coming. In fact, I probably would have missed it had you not just like laid it, laid it in our lap. So then the other thing I wanted to point to, and you're going to get to hear from her in a second, was our speaker this year. Do you guys like Tony this year? So again, way back in summer of 2019, I asked for a recommendation from a prior speaker, and she's like, hey, you should, you should look into this Tony Callier person. She's really cool. And so I found her website, and I cold emailed her. You know, cold emailed. She had no clue who I was, and I'm like, I'm never going to hear back from this person. And in under 24 hours, she responds and says, yes, I am in. So, of course, I'm getting pumped, and we're walking out Vision 2020. And we're staying in touch. We're really excited. But, of course, then we had to cancel so I circle back again last summer, and I'm like, hey, we would still love for you to come. But at this point, her life is changing. Like, she was going from speaking on the road to planting a church in Atlanta, Georgia. But she was like, hey, no, I'm, I want to I be with you guys. I want to minister to your students. I want to partner the way we've been planning on. So, you know, we, we keep getting there. And finally, this spring, and of course, it's the last week before camp. And I had started following her on Instagram, and I see like, oh, she's sick like sick, sick, like in the ER, sick. I was like, Lord, what are you doing? I was like, what are we going to do? We've been waiting two years. Who is going to speak? But sure enough, the Lord provided, healed her really fast. And I just, I cannot express to you guys what a joy it is to watch the Lord's hand where we're seeing all these God stories play out, right? Through her ministry, through her teaching. Brad will cover more, but just the way that she was able to partner with us and respond to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, make a change, just make a little shift. It was unbelievable. I'm so grateful um, to her that she stuck with us. And so I'm going to actually toss it to the screens. And here's a little greeting message from her. Hello. Friends, my name is Tony Collier. I am originally from Houston, Texas. I just have to say that because it's a big deal, okay? Texas pride all the way. But I live in Atlanta, Georgia with my family. My husband and I, Sam Collier, we pastor Hillsong Atlanta there. And I founded a women's ministry brand called Broken Crayons Still Color. And most importantly of all, I got to be the camp speaker this week for Ignite Camp. Woo! Okay? So much fun. Gosh, we are just actually wrapping up one of our second to last sessions. We're sad. It's bittersweet. But I want to take a minute really quickly just to tell you some of the things that we've learned this week. So speaking of broken crayons, one of the things that I talked with your students about um, is that broken crayons really do still color. That no matter what we've been through, no matter what we've done wrong and what's been done wrong to us, God still has an incredible plan through us all. I mean, you know this, our, our theme this week was move. And it was this idea that, that God is moving and he's doing something great. But for many of us, for many of our students, for many of the next generation, we unfortunately believe that God's moving without us. But the truth is God is moving and he's inviting us. And so that's what we wanted to remind these students this week, that there is a mighty move of God, that the kingdom is still strong, that the church is still alive and well. And even better, 
God wants to use them to keep it going stronger, to keep the kingdom alive, to do everything that we can do to see a generation, to see millions come to Jesus, know him deeply, and that God wants to use them to do it. Then we got practical this week too. I really do believe that it is great and amazing to point Jesus to the feet, to point students to the feet of Jesus. But the truth is they need practical steps. And so we talked about different strategies on hearing the voice of God, how to actually silence themselves and silence that like crazy social media world that they're in, which I love. Hey, no offense, social media. Okay. It does great works. But the truth is they are hearing that voice all the time. Social media voices, the voices of friends, good and bad sometimes, the voices of so many different influences in the world. But we needed to remind them that they can hear the voice of God, that they're not too young to somehow just miss what God is doing, that that really God wants to speak to them in the here and now. One of the phrases that we used this week was that God's like the player on the sidelines of our lives saying, put me in coach. I've got some power for your weakness that where their strength runs out, God's strength begins, but they've got to be willing. And we know this to seek him out, to hear his voice, to get intentional about blocking everything out, about being quiet, quiet enough to hear him because he's not loud like the other voices. He's gentle and he's kind and he's patient and he's got a whisper available for each and every one of us. Gosh, it's, it's been a good week. And I just wanna say thank you. Thank you for some of you for getting over your own anxiety and nervousness, for sending your kids after a crazy global pandemic. Thank you to some of you for sacrificing not only your time to be here, to volunteer, but also your money, your finances, to make sure that students have the opportunity to hear that God still wants to use them, that God still wants to speak to them, and that there is a movement and they don't get left behind in it. That they're a part of it just as much as any of us. And so thank you. I'm so grateful that I got to be a part and we'll see you next time. Have a great Sunday, y'all. Hey guys. Yeah, we were super blessed just to have Tony as our speaker. And kind of what Ignite kind of Sunday kind of stands as, it kind of stands as the culmination for us in Eagle students. And it's one of the three hallmarks that we really push our students to be a part of. Uh, the first of which is normally our normal Sunday gatherings, which will start up back up August 15th. I know it's a little bit, guys, but we'll be okay. We'll get there. Um, for middle school, that's 10 a.m. normally. Uh, high school, that's 4 p.m. And during that time, we just really get in God's word together. We have fun. We worship. We fellowship together. Uh, the second one we push to is life groups, right? And so a lot of our leaders that actually went to camp are our life group leaders. And so I just love that connection right there. Yeah, let's we can give a clap for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. But during that time, we just kind of take what we've been learning in our gatherings and say, hey, how does it apply to my life? How does God want to use us? And, and how, how do we do this as a team, right? Because no one does faith alone. And then the third one is what we're celebrating today. It's five days up in Michigan, away from distractions, away from our normal routines, at a camp that we get to call Ignite. And so I just love Ignite, God. I really do, yeah. In fact, if you want to show that picture right up there, this is the group of us, about 170 of us right here. Look at that, yeah. That's an awesome crew right there. I love it. Oh, boy. 
Now, like Ian said, we've been doing camp for a long time. And the reason why we do camp over and over and over and over again is that we continue to see God move during those five days. We continue to see him work. We see salvations come out of camp. We see baptisms. We see people who say, hey, Brad, I just want to get closer to God. We see all these things that come out of camp. And we always like to have kind of one picture that kind of just encapsulates all these different decisions and choices uh, that people have made. So if you can pull up the picture of the plates right there for me. Like I said, every year we, we try to do something that kind of just encapsulates these decisions. So each plate that you see up there represents an individual choice that our students have made for the Lord. So I, I know it's a little difficult, but the red ones, they represent salvations. That means students who have said this week, I am all in. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The blue ones represent baptisms, and that means people who say, hey, I want to proclaim to the world that I am a follower of Jesus by entering into the waters of baptism. Yeah. The green ones mean, hey, I, just, I want to grow with God. The purple ones mean, I really want to get in community. And the orange ones means, hey, Brad, I just want to figure out how God has wired me, how he has used me, and maybe some of the spiritual gifts he has given me in order that, that I might be able to actually push forth uh, the kingdom of God. But th this picture, that's what really gets me jazzed about camp. That's why we do it right there. Because God continually encounters his people. And, and I'll be honest, guys, I, I feel a little spoiled, a little spoiled and blessed because I often get a firsthand uh, like conversation with a lot of our students who, who God just, just interrupts their life and just comes in and changes them. So I can tell you about like the high school girl for the first time heard this week, Jesus say, I love you. Or, or I can tell you about the other high schooler who I was able to pray with, and she said, Brad, that thing you prayed over me, that's exactly what God has been sharing with me the whole entire week. Or even the middle school boy, who God just kind of just revealed his glory and beauty to, and he just kind of wrecked him. That's why we do camp. That's why, that's why we just we love camp. Now, obviously, the, the theme of camp this year has been pretty well stated. It's been this idea of move. And it's a thought process that God never calls us to just be stationary in our relationship with him. He's always calling us to move toward him, to move toward others, to move toward a hurting and dying world. He's always calling us to move. And Tony, our speaker, she did a great job just expounding upon these ideas. So whether it was moving from broken places to hopeful places or moving from shame to bravery, we can do so because of the cross and because of what Jesus has done for us. But one of my favorite quotes from the whole entire week was this idea that Tony gave where it was, hey, sometimes we just need to get off the shore. We need to dive in. We need to dive in even if we belly flop. <laughs> even if it's not pretty. Even if it hurts. Sometimes we just need to dive in. Now, some of you might be wondering, why in the world are we, are we partnered with a, with a campground way up in Michigan? And the reason is because we just have an awesome relationship with Grace Adventures, which is the camp we work with up there. And they just really provide an amazing atmosphere for our students really to just engage and seek after God. But another reason that we love working with them is, guys, it's just fun. I'm just going to be honest. It's just fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, we got zip lining. All right, we have tubing. We have sand volleyball. We got laser tag. 
We have rock climbing. It was gaga ball. We got all these things. But there is one activity in particular that I really enjoy. It's the blob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show that picture of the blob right there. Okay. Now, for those of you who don't know what the blob is, the blob is pretty much this giant pillow that is in the water, and you have two people on it, and so one person's on the end, the other person jumps down from a height, which then fires the other person off into the water, and this is a big, fun time. Now, I tend to be a little taller and bigger than our average student, and so the weight advantage just goes to me, and so I tend to fire off the kids, and it's, it's great, I love it. But church, uh, I, I met my match this, this year. Because one of our migrant students, his name is Eloy. Eloy, he's built like a football player. He's 6'3". He's probably got significant amount of weight on me. And guys, like, he, he, got, me, he got me really good. And you know when you're like, at a pool or something and you hear that like, smack sound? And everyone just goes, ooh! That was me. <laughs> and then you like, try to like maintain like a straight face, but underneath the water, you're like screaming. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was totally me. But you know, it was, it was totally worth it. And I, I think that's the idea that Tony was trying to get at, was that, you know, even sometimes you belly flop, even sometimes it hurts, but Jesus is worth it. He is totally worth it. Now, normally when we talk about just movement in general, Sometimes we get this dramatic idea that movement's going to happen all at once, but that really when it comes to our faith, more often than not, it's very incremental. It's step by step. It's a daily surrender, a daily move, a daily step by step saying, hey, I'm going to live for God this, this day. And Tony tried to challenge our students to try to just get moved toward God. And she tried to do it with a simple three number code. You guys remember what it was? Oh, see, they were listening. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> seven, four, one. And the idea was seven minutes with God a day for four days out of the week with one day of reflection. And I repeat that again because I think it's something that we all can be doing, not just our students. Seven minutes a day for four days with one day of reflection. Because students, while we love what God does at camp and we love how you guys seek after God, Camp should not be the only time we are moving toward God. It really shouldn't be. And I I get that it's hard. I get that it's difficult. I get that we go back to our normal schedules, our normal routines. We have friends and activities and sports and things that get in the way. But if we are to actually have a movement of God that is something that is concrete, that sustains, it requires great endurance. You guys remember Tony saying that, right? Movement requires great endurance. It requires a strong will. So my challenge for you guys is to just try, to just go after it, and to not do it alone, but do it together, right? Because no one does faith alone. We do it as a team. We do it as the body of Christ. Seven minutes a day, four days a week, with one day of reflection. Just try it. Don't get so lost back in your normal routine that you forget to move toward God because he's moving towards you even if it's hard, even if we fail, even if we belly flop. Let's move. Let's pray, guys. And I'm going to invite the the DR missions team, if you guys want to come up here to the stage. I was thinking about 
this passage kind of this week, and it comes out of Hebrews 12, and it says, to approach God with holy fear and awe, for he is a devouring fire. That God is not something that we can, we can tame or something that we can control or we can put in A and it's going to come out B. No, but God is so much larger, so much more powerful than anything we could ever even think or imagine. And I think Ignite is an awesome example of that, that God just works, that he just moves. But the idea is that movement's a two-way street and he calls us to be people who move back, who move toward him, even if it's hard, even if it hurts, even if we belly flop. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.